0: Welcome to the Organizedpreneur Podcast, the ultimate podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to supercharge their business. I'm Eldrema Harper, host of the Organizedpreneur Podcast. I'm also a business organizing strategist and coach where I specialize in helping solopreneurs, freelance professionals, and service-based providers. This is to ignite, build, and transform your business dreams into reality. If you're feeling overwhelmed, struggling to manage clients and tasks, and worried about things slipping through the cracks, you're in the right place. With my signature framework, not only are you able to get your time back and get on track, but also turn your passion and hard work into a sustainable and profitable venture. In fact, my most recent client launched a six-figure business in less than a year. And that's because I bring clarity, focus, and a proven roadmap to help you unlock your true potential. And this starts with the three pillars of efficiency. Number one, Organize your mental, physical, and digital space for success. Number two, optimize your time for clarity and effectiveness. And then number three, systemize your operations for sustainability. With those three pillars, you can now monetize and turn your passion and hard work into a sustainable and profitable venture. All right, welcome, welcome to the Organizedpreneur Podcast, the ultimate podcast for female entrepreneurs to supercharge their life and their business. I'm Aldrema Harper, business organizing strategist, coach, and host of the Organizedpreneur Show. I'm super excited to have my guest with me today because she's a fellow podcaster, I've been on her show and now she's going to be on my show. And so I am really, really excited about this. So, Kim Martin Raymond is a fellow podcaster, as well as, and excuse me, and the host of the How Now podcast. Welcome, Kim. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited. How are you
1: today? I am doing fantastic. I am so glad to be here. Like you said, I was so excited to have you as a guest on, on my podcast. And I am super excited to be a guest here on yours. And so <laughs> I am just like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> this has been some time coming. And so I'm excited it really, to really it, it
0: really has. So we met on LinkedIn. Yes, we did. <laughs> we met on LinkedIn. You reached out. And so uh it took us, it took us a little while to you know to 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 connect and uh get through some of the you know the um i don't know what you call it you know, like the intro, you know to introduce the ourselves the formalities that's yeah. the word thank you couldn't think of the word don't
1: and, worry I, I, it happens all the time <laughs> yeah for me, Trust me right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so uh and so uh yeah so finally we get to do this uh mm. i love podcasting i love uh talking and, and chatting with my friends, you know, this, I, I, I guess one of the things, one of the ways I think about it is that it's just a way to get on, you know, like some people like to get on the phone
1: and talk. Right. It's, it's a way to uh, talk with purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I, you're right. Cause you know, as a, as a trainer uh, you know, by profession, you know, that's how we connect with our audience. You know, we're in front of people, we're talking, we're, we're getting their energy and their vibe. And, and I mean, I believe that podcasting does the same thing. We're yeah. getting that energy and we're getting that vibe and, uh, you know, in a different way. And I think when the pandemic hit, It became even more prevalent because, you know, we were in front of audiences or I was in front of audiences as a trainer, you know, and and, and interacting with the participants. And then all of a sudden I was behind a screen that was an inanimate object. And I was like, I'm talking to a computer screen. Where are my people? Where is my energy? And that was just like, I was like, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. So, So, you know, when people were talking, I was like, podcasting, yeah, people listen to it. But it's funny how the dynamics of podcasting are changing, where now, you know, we're able to do it in a Zoom platform, we're able to connect with people again, because I had so many folks that said to me hey Kim oh you have a podcast okay well where can I watch it I'm like it's a podcast you listen to it yeah <laughs> but where can we see it and I was yeah. like hmm okay now I've worked in I've worked in education and I've worked in special education and I said mm, okay well you know I know that I understand that people learn differently so it's all yeah. like okay so so so, what is this going to look like? And yeah. so it's interesting to see how the dynamics have changed. And oh, I know, I know. How so how that, podcasts are getting in the face as opposed to just the listening ear. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So
0: how long have you been podcasting? I know we talked about it, but. For the sake of the audience, how long have you been uh, podcasting?
1: I started my podcast in December of 2020. So I'm coming up on three years as a podcaster. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Some years ago, um, I had a business partner and we used to do block talk radio and we did that for a year. And uh, then she... uh, had her, her wonderful son and uh, she was over 40 and she was like, I don't know if I can do this and, you know, take care of a second child. And so uh, our stint with, uh, you know, broadcasting ended uh, a little prematurely there, but that was a wonderful experience that that is a time in my life that has always been excited. And it, and it kind of, you know, turned me on to that whole uh, you know, aspect of, of broadcasting in that way. And yeah, so yeah. I, mean, I fell in love with it, you know, as soon as they were like, you know, three, two, one, you were live and whatever <laughs> was going on, yeah. you were live. And so yeah. I learned some things from that because I, I was like, okay, so what happens when the power goes out or what happens if a guest doesn't show up? And we learned, yeah. we learned yeah. we learn how to do things off the cuff. You learn how to do things uh, in a pinch. You learn how to prepare. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So would you say that the broad, your experience in broadcasting kind of um, that's where the podcasting bug kind of hit you? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Cause like I said, it was, it was a way of, of, you know, getting in contact with people. It was a way of, it was another platform and yeah. I think that's what I was looking for. You know, I, I was coaching and talking to people on an individual level and, you know, and sharing. And people were just like, you know what, Kim, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what's another way in which I can do it? I had, I had published some books. I, I'm, I said, I'm an author. And mm-hmm. so I have a series of books that I've written and uh, total, in total, I've, I've uh, published six books. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I said, yeah, I can get the word out that way, but what's another way that's more in- immediate, more tangible, you know, of a way that I can get in contact with people. And that's where, you know, I thought about podcasting. I was like, huh, that's a way. And I'd listened to a couple of podcasts and I said, you know, maybe this is just a way in which I can, uh, you know, connect with people on a different platform. So that's
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I, and, and I don't know if I even shared this when you and I had talked, one of the, I mean, I absolutely love podcasting. You know, and so but I had started my podcast some years ago, probably like 10, maybe even 15 years ago. But I didn't even know what I was doing. Right. But one of the reasons I actually started my podcast and I fell in love with it was because um, years before that, when I was like back back in the 80s. Uh, I remember, and you probably remember too, when there were, and and they still, people still do this on radio Mm broadcasting where people will call in and request a song and things like that. So this particular time I had called in to, I was living in Arkansas at the time. And so we, um, there was a new radio station. And I called in and I would call in like every week to start my week. There was this one song that I would always request. So mm-hmm. the DJ kind of, he already knew what I was going to, you know, ask <laughs> ask for. And so, <clears throat> and it was, um, a song by the, um, uh, oh, I can't even I can't. I remember the song. I just can't. The song is called Automatic, but I can't remember. Okay. Who sings yeah. So I would always request that song. But anyway, so he um, after, you know, I requested the song, he said, Al Dreamer, he said, have you ever considered getting into this industry of broadcasting? Right. He said, you have the voice. And when he told me that, I was like, well, no, I, I never really considered that, you know, but thank you, you know, for the compliment, you know, things like that. But it it stuck with me. Yeah. It stuck with me. And so, and other people have told me that before. Yes. And so I'm, you know, as I'm getting uh, older, you know, you kind of do like a, um, what I call like an inventory of of the things that you love, maybe the things that you're gifted at and things like that. Right. And so as I kind of, you know, did that, I was like, you know, I really do like this thing called podcasting. So I would try the different platforms. I tried Spreaker, SoundCloud, you know, all of those, but I did it so that I could just kind of get used to, you know, my voice and, right. you know, cause sometimes we don't like to hear our voices, right? And so, uh, and so I did that, you know, for a while. And plus I wanted to educate in the area of productivity, time management and things like that. And I was like, man, this is, this is a really cool way to, uh, you know, to get that out. And, uh, and so I've been doing it ever since. And like the first podcast, uh, attempt, I wasn't sure how to get, get it out to the masses. But Mm -hmm. I had clients, and I would create courses and things like that. And then the second podcast, um, I did it with my business partner. We did like almost four hundred episodes, and we ended it in. I think it was last year, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then, excuse me. And then I was like, okay, I got to resume this podcast because I, you know, this is something that I love doing. So I, I, I don't want to not. It's, it's almost like you can't not do it right right <laughs> you know right. so uh and so that's been kind of my journey and now i'm really discovering how um uh, it's it's people are using you know podcasting as a way to uh not just get their voices out there but they mm-hmm. there's so many different genres right. of podcasting and i'm learning more and more and more
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so i i mean i just I, I'm just in love with podcasting, so yeah, yeah. Or just like
1: you said it's it it's something that um you know, when I think back. You know, I had those same thing. I mean, I was told the same thing. You have a wonderful voice. Your voice is soothing. You know, I heard I'm a minister. And so we, you know, at at the church that I was attending at the time, I used to do um, meditation. Mm
0: -hmm. They're just
1: like, your voice is so soothing. We love your voice. I've I've heard that over the years. And then also um, when I was writing my books, I have some friends who are um, visually impaired. And Mm -hmm. so there's a place in Atlanta called Glass and it's part of the Atlanta uh, public library system, where you go in and you can record your books. So I was able to record my books and they put it in the Library of Congress and you know, people who are hearing impaired can access your books. So they asked me to read my books because they wanted to support me. And so I was able to do that. And that was something that was wonderful. I was able to do that. I helped my dad to publish a book that he wrote, and I was able to record that as well. Mm. So, that was like my first time actually being in a sound booth and and seeing what the process was. And I was just like, wow, this is I kind know. of. Weird. And so so those are the things. And like I said, with the blog talk radio still, I mean, at this point, I still, uh, you know, just to be transparent, still don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> trying, trying to figure it out along the way and figure yeah. out, OK, and how do I edit and how do I do these? And, and and I'm learning and it and it's a slow process because like you said, there are so many different platforms and so many different ways that you can go. And it was just a matter of okay, what's what's going to work best for me? Yeah. But I think that the the thing that uh you know <laughs> prompted me even in doing this particular show and coming up with the name How Now, I've since trademarked it and that was a process in and of itself but I wanted to be able to you know I say it's the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. Yeah. And that's something that I, I I trademarked um I believe uh this September will be 2 years since I trademarked this September 13th. Yeah. And so um what happened was um <clears throat> When the pandemic hit, people were saying, you know, you know, Kim, what do we do now? We have to stay in our houses. You know, I have to sit with myself. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with this. All these questions started coming up. And I came up with the, the name How Now because it was not what now. It, you know, we know what happened. This pandemic happened and the whole world stopped. And, and, you know, people were trying to figure out what to do. So I was like, it's not what now, it's how now. How do we navigate in this new space that we're in? Yeah. How do how do we cope? And and my mm-hmm. acronym for cope is uh, you know create our peaceful existence. Mm. How do we cope? How do we manage what what's happening? Mm-hmm. We know what now, but how now? But how now? And and, and, it, and it that that title or that name, you know, leads to so much because it's it's not finite. It's saying we're, we're going to figure out how that there's yeah. going to be a solution that there is hope. Yeah. And that's kind of where, where that, that title, how now came from, because it's, not saying, that, yeah, it's not saying that is the end or, or yeah, like I said, it's like, it's something finite. It's saying, you know, there's hope. We are going to figure out how to do this.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so right. to have a platform like this, it left, it left the door open. For me to bring people from all walks of life to talk right. about different aspects of how they are living in the now, you know, and 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 it can be, it can be something that is is relevant to what's happening at this moment. At that time, when I started my show, I had someone come on and talk about estate p- planning because yeah. people were were losing their lives to COVID, yeah. and yeah. and people didn't know what to do <clears> they <throat> never had to deal with estate planning and talking about, you know, what to do. When they lost a loved one, especially in an untimely way. Yeah. And so, you know, things like that. We talked about real estate. What does the real estate market look like? We talked about people's mental health and yeah. what that looked like. And so there were so many different ways that I can go. And I didn't want to put myself in a box. Right I said, with how now I'm able to talk about all things that are relevant and at the end of my shows as you know, you know I tell people things that are happening right now you're always welcome to come back on my show because you never yeah. know what's going to happen two hours, two minutes, two weeks two years from now oh so there's gosh, something so different happening so it, so it really left the door open so I was strategic and yeah. coming up with a name that I knew would, would be something that you know I can make pivots and changes yeah. based on going on right now. So. Yeah,
0: I love that. I mean, I love how you were able to um, <clears throat> it, it, it's almost like you you left things open to where you can evolve, yes. you know, as things, you know, change, evolve and pivot and yes. you know and adjust and adapt, you know. Yes. I I mean, I absolutely love love
1: that cuz that's the nature of that's the nature of our lives you know mm-hmm. there are always pivotal moments i've had you know three critical pivotal moments in my life that that have caused me to to make major adjustments you know you know we talked about the the passing of my my daughter my youngest daughter passed away 14 years ago that was a huge pivot in my life because my my oldest daughter had uh, graduated college and was moving back up to New York to to support my parents as they were helping with uh with my grandmothers who uh you know were were ailing in health and then um you know, I was divorcing for the third time at that time, and so there was a lot going on, and and a lot of changes that took place in my life, and so I needed to stop for a minute and figure out, hey, what's going on with me? Yeah. And so, you know, I had I had to make some hard pivots there, and that's kind of where um I took on uh the the role of coaching you know yeah. because i was that person that everybody went to and they were like you're the person that we go to and it's you that's happening to. we don't know what to do and then that friend yeah. said you know did you ever thought, thought about coaching i was like girl, I'm not, I, thought, I knew nothing about coaching i thought yeah. you talked about sports i was like <laughs> did you see how big i am i was like, no way. I was like almost 300 pounds at the time i was like girl and she was wow. like no i'm not that kind of coaching but you know, <clears throat> you know and so, like I said, that was a pivotal moment. That was a pivotal moment, number one, that was, you know, a, a huge turn because I was just going on living my life. Mom, you know, I was mom, wife, worker bee. I was just doing things, you know, according to, to, you know, the roles that I played in my life. And now all of a sudden it was like those roles changed and I had no idea who I was mm. beyond those roles. And that's something yes. that's important. And sometimes you get that point, like, what, what am I doing? Where am I yes. going? At some point we have to land. Yeah. And look around and say, okay, so what's happening? And where am I? And, and 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 who am I? You yeah. know, we, we have those moments that come. And yeah. then you know, my the moment was when I when I became a minister five years right. ago, you right. know, questioning why do I believe <coughs> and why and, and why, you know, because you know, as a Gen X person, you went to church because Nana said go to church. So you just got up and you carried yourself to church. No right. you didn't question or ask, you know, we're not right. like some. Millennials and Gen Z, why and why do I have to do that? And what's the purpose of doing it? We didn't question. Mm-hmm. We didn't we question. Did it. We just did mm-hmm. what we were told. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was the time I was going through my doctoral program at the time as well, and was like, okay, what what's happening here? Yeah. And and I, you know, I got to the second chapter of my of my dissertation and uh, left the program because my husband had some health issues and had some other things going on. And at that time, I also was going through uh, my ministerial, you know, ministerial program. And so, you mm. know, another huge change, but all yeah. of those, that was a time when I questioned, why do I believe what I believe? Why mm. am I, you know, why do I do the things that I do? You know, because as a researcher, when you're getting your, when you're working on your doctorate, you have to prove you have to defend you have to be able to tell why it is that you believe something is a, the way that it is and yeah. and what do you want to do differently mm-hmm. so so that that changed my mindset yeah about a lot of things and then finally the third thing that was pivotal was I lost 64 pounds yeah well, I, it's the first time in my adult life, that I was under two hundred pounds. I had not been under two hundred pounds since I was seventeen years old, and so mm. I had no point of reference. This is the smallest that I have ever been. Mm. I, I went from a size twenty-two to a <clears throat> size 13. I'm from the size twelve now, and I've never been in this body. And I, and I always tell people if if I didn't look like my daddy with hair, hey, I wouldn't recognize myself. Mm. <laughs> I have my daddy with hair. Hey, I look just like my daddy with hair. So, so I mean. Exactly. All right. They go, okay, yeah, there's John. I, I look in the mirror every morning. I'm like, hey, John, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my dad. Yep, yep. I am my daddy's child. And wow. so you know, to, to have your whole life uprooted, everything that you were, you know, when you're accepting your body in a certain way, and now all of a sudden you're having to make changes or it looks different. You know, it took me a long time to accept the full figured me. And then I got comfortable with her. And then all of a sudden she was gone. Mm. And then I didn't take into account that, you know, my, my, my rotation on my clothes and everything was strong. I gave away 25 contractor bags full of clothing that no longer fit. And now I've got a mountain of new clothes trying to figure out how to organize and, and, you know, Get my life back in order, so things were looking good. I had my little closet for my fall clothes, and then you know, I out for my winter clothes. <coughs> and my clothes on, and now I've just got a mountain of clothes everywhere, and so that disrupted, you know, the organization in my life. All of these things caused things to go off kilter for a
0: minute.
1: Yeah, now I have to try to reorganize and get things back in place, and and. Yeah, you know, that's where, you, like you said, the organization of your life, everything spirals out of control for a minute, and then you look around, it looks like a Tasmanian devil went yeah. through my house, <laughs> and I have to say, okay, now, now let me let me regroup. Right. It takes a minute. My job is a demanding job. I do a lot of traveling, so sometimes yeah. I can travel upwards of four or five times a month, uh-huh. and so you know sometimes you know I've got suitcases sitting because I'm going through different climates, and so it's like, okay, take the suitcase that has the stuff that for. Cold weather. That this one, I need to have a coat. <clears throat> you know, I've times where I've, been, I've where it's been snowing, and then I've gone. You know, I've, it's been snowing, and I've been in Chicago, and then that evening, I'm it's 94 degrees, and I'm in Florida, and I'm wearing flip flops. So, like, what's happening? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Life got you know, it spirals for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to come back in there some type of order.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Type of
1: something. And 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 there were there have been some moments even of late that I'm just like okay I'm, I I'm not there yet
0: yeah yeah
1: I, well, so you know
0: one of because <clears throat> I know I I can't remember if we even talked about this I know we talked about time management you yeah. are you <laughs> are <laughs> I mean you are very very uh, uh, focused on you know, being on time and I mean, you are very adamant about that. So how do you manage? So you, you work full time, Yes. you're a minister, you're a podcaster, you're a coach, you, you travel, your (laughs) wife, you, how do you manage all of those components of your life?
1: Yeah. Carefully. No, (laughs) (laughs) no
0: you I know,
1: love that answer. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It, it starts with, first of all, being able to say no. And that's yeah. huge. Okay. Because, you know, even in my weight loss journey n- n- an over a plate that's overflowing is never anything good. Yeah. So, you know, for a person like myself, who has many moving parts that are going on? You know, I have to be able to be strategic and how I'm going to make that work and how I'm not going to put myself in a place of overwhelm because yeah. it's never about being overwhelmed. And this is where organization comes in Absolutely. as well. Because, first of all, I'll, I'll start out by saying, and this is something I I'm, promise you I'm going to get this copywritten or something. No, I'm going to get a t shirt that says it because I say, Hi, I'm Kim and I'm memory resistant. I'm memory resistant. I don't remember nothing. Okay. Wow. I'm already man in heaven. Okay. <laughs> I have to write it down. So, yes. so the first thing is being systematic about writing things down so that that way I can see what it is that I need to do. Mm-hmm. That's important for me. I'm a visual learner in that. I'm a checklist person. You know, I, I'm me not too. as much of a type A personality as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But I but I have to have my checklist of things that I need to do so that I can prioritize. Yeah. What is something that is urgent? And it's interesting because that's something that I learned even when I was starting my doctoral program. They they would um tell you about a book. And um now, of course, for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the book, but I'll get it to you so you can uh put it uh, you know, when the show airs that we can let people know about it. But there was a book that they always mm-hmm. recommended, and it talked about about how you categorize or color categorize your time.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And, and
1: how, you know, is this <clears throat> a time waster? Is this a is this something that is critical? Is this something that can wait? And yeah. it kind of gave me some examples of some things that, you know, like if you had to go shopping, is that something that's urgent? No, it may right. not be urgent, it's something that needs to be done because you need to bring things into your home, you yeah. know? Do you have a doctor's appointment? Yes, it's important for you to take that doctor's appointment because you've scheduled that. They'll charge you if you're not there. So, right. you know, I started, you know, with, with a list first, I needed to know, okay, what is it, what is it that I need to do? Mm-hmm. And before I took on any project or before I even took on doing any of the things that I'm doing, even with this podcast, I thought, do you have time to do this? Yeah. Is this something that you have time to do? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there are things that, that we want to do. And sometimes you simply don't have the time. And when you try to squeeze things in, something falls through the cracks. Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's important not only to, to schedule that time, but to be able, if I'm going to do something or if I'm going to, to add that to my list, I want to be able to do it with excellence. Excellent. I want to be able to do it with integrity. Yeah. And that's where the whole issue of no comes up yeah. because, you know, sometimes I'll tell somebody, oh, well, you yeah, know, Kim, can you do this? And I have to say no. Mm-hmm. And then how I say it is I say, you know what? I would love to do this, but I cannot give you my best right if I say yes. right and if i do this for you i want to do it with excellence and integrity so if mm-hmm. i can't do that i'm sorry i have to say no
0: absolutely you know? and
1: then some people are like oh wow okay you know i appreciate that you know you said you know i appreciate that you know you, you said it that way mm-hmm. because i to let like people know you know i would love to do it. i would love to say yes to everything mm-hmm. you know because that's just our nature yeah it's to nurture and and to help and to support but yeah. if I'm going to do a halfway job, or if I'm going to be late, or I'm going to be scrambling to do it, or I'm going to have an attitude the whole time that I'm doing it because I really didn't have time to do it, and I said yes I could, and when I couldn't, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going to feel some kind of way. Yeah. And I want that to be how it's presented, right? Because if I ask you to do something for me, I'm expecting you to do it with all excellence and that that you're vested right. in what it is that I've asked you to do. Absolutely. And I feel that same way. I want to be vested in what it is that you've asked me to do. And if I cannot Absolutely. do it, I won't do that. Yeah. Just like with, yeah. Uh, with you know people who ask to borrow money and things of that nature. If I don't have it, and no, I'm not that going is. to take away from paying my bills to give you money because <laughs> clearly there's an issue there okay? <laughs> exactly. with, with being able to ma- manage money. So where do you all of a sudden have this overflow to be able to keep up with your things and pay me back? Right. So right. I don't have it, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I don't have it. at this Yeah. Time. Yeah. So we, yes. we, we learn we, or, or we should be learning from the, ex- the past experiences that we've had. Yeah. And so it's important for me, like I said, first to write things down, Mm-hmm. To make sure that I don't take on more than I can handle. Right. Do not right. take no more. Do not even say yes, unless you're sure that is something that you can do. I stop and I think, okay, what is my day looking like? Right. Okay. No, I'm not going to be able to do that because I, you know, <coughs> I'm making sure that I, that I schedule myself in too. Okay. That so part. I'm, not, I'm getting my nails done. <laughs> that okay? part. Yeah. I'm not going to cancel my nail appointment. Because you need help at this moment. Right. Sometimes somebody else's emergency is not
0: mine. Absolutely. And and,
1: and and I don't feel some kind of way about saying that. Yeah. Because people think that the things that they need are emergent and they are for yeah. them.
0: Yeah. 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 But
1: but that doesn't mean that I can drop everything that I'm doing because the things that are going on in my life are important for me.
0: Absolutely. And
1: sometimes my mental health is important for me too. So yeah. yeah. In order to keep me from snapping, I may need to go ahead and sit and get my nails done. I may need to go go and get that massage. Yeah. Because, you know, I I always joke around, you know, and this is my little little minister joke. I always say, Jesus, be a fence, but don't make me jump the fence. I never heard that one. That's good. Don't make me jump the fence. Because sometimes people will try you. Yeah. Okay. We're human. We're, we're spiritual beings living this human experience. And so sometimes we're gonna have uh, you know, we're gonna have human reactions. Yeah, even Absolutely. though it's best for us to respond to things, there are gonna be those times where we react. Yeah. And so I'm always making sure that I'm doing I, I'm doing a good job of trying to self-regulate.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, and so a part of me establishing Things that are going on in my life. There are certain things that I do certain at certain times of the month or Mm -hmm. certain times of the day. Mm -hmm. And and when I start talking about other things into that, is it going to, you know, take me off track with what I've already established?
0: Yeah.
1: You set the parameters for the things that you do, and then you add things in around those things, not to replace those things, and that's sometimes, oh, well, I won't do that today and do this. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Don't be in the habit of doing that. Be in the habit of, okay, this is my set schedule for today. And if it's something that I can add into that, then I'll happily do that. But Mm -hmm. I'm not going to replace the things that I've set in place just for the sake of running out there, just so I can say yes and appease you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because
1: people, for every plan A that they have, there's a plan B.
0: There's a plan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they called you,
1: but you made. please don't let me be the last person that you call, because you (laughs) might be in trouble. You might need a backup plan. (laughs) You might need a backup plan. And you you don't want to enable people. And sometimes we do that by always being that person that they feel that's going to say yes all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Me, it's a roll of the dice. I may say yes one day and next day and may not. You know, it's funny. I you know, I have a husband and my husband says, Hey babe, I need a favor. Do you think you can help me? Depends on what that favor is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, he said, No, baby, your answer should be sure, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It depends depends because if I already have something already set or if I have a schedule or something like that, it may not be something that I can cancel.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So I'm
1: going to say, you know, with with my husband, yes, if there's Mm -hmm. something I can do, sweetheart, it's going to be my pleasure to do that. But we have to be real careful about saying, sure, no problem. I could do that. What happens if it is a problem?
0: Right. Yeah. Now you got to backpedal. Now
1: you got to renege on what you say you were going to do.
0: Or do it grudgingly. That. <laughs>
1: that. So I'm careful about, you know, I'm careful yeah. about that. When you talk about time management, I'm careful about that. I yeah. think about if there's something that I have to do, how long is it going to take me to get there? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think people don't do that too. They they go and they schedule all these things, but you don't take into consideration yeah. that maybe may be a little bit of traffic, right. something might be going on on that road, and you don't want to be sliding into right into the next appointment. Right. Make sure that you give yourself wiggle room. Yep. Absolutely. You know one thing that doesn't change on my job is the t- the hours that I have to be there. Some people work out hourly and they have different schedules and things like that, but they try to put out that schedule a week mm-hmm. ahead of time so you know what time you're supposed to be there. For yeah. me, I'm I'm salaried. My 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 time is static. Yeah. I know I have to be to work at 8:30 and I know that my day ends at 5:30. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to put anything in between there and I'm going to make sure I'm not sliding in the door at 8:29. Right. I'm giving myself time to transition yeah. because you never know what's happening before you get to where you're going. Absolutely. That you need that time to make that transition and adjust and get yeah, your okay. mind right for what you're walking into.
0: Yeah. And know? everything that you're talking about, I mean, it's so, of course, you know, that resonates with me uh, because as I <clears throat> as I teach on, you know, time management and decluttering and, and staying organized and all that, you know, some people... Um, uh, um, well, let me back up because one of the things you were talking about, you were talking about the Eisenhower, Eisenhower matrix with, you know, urgent, not important, you know, that, you know, with that quadrant, that's yes. what you were uh, talking about. And yes. so, um, and so it's so important that people, cause some people, you know, they create these to-do lists. Yes. And they got everything on this list with no prioritization. And what right. ends up happening is that they may check these things off, but did that move the needle in your business? Right. Did that get you closer to your goal? Did that, you know, was that the most efficient way or efficient use of your time? Right. You know, and so I'm a list person too. I mean, I, I, What I do is I start my uh, like on Sundays, you know, as I'm planning my week, I do my what I call my brain thought download and anything that's in my head. I put it on paper because what that does is that frees up the brain capacity because it's not these things aren't hanging around in your
1: your brain. I call it I call it a flush because I did something, you know. It, it's important for me to remember passwords. It may not be as important for you to remember the person who bought me that water. Cause yeah. after a while, i was like, Hey, sweetheart, how you? Thank you so much for that water. I appreciate it, dear. Yeah. I know she has a name, but yeah. right now i got too many other things floating around in there. Yeah. I got to find some things out. And you know, so what needs Absolutely. to stay up there and what needs to go?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And so, uh, so yeah, so that was, I was writing a couple of things down that, you know, as you were, you know, saying, as you were saying that, you know about the to-do list and things like that and how to prioritize. I love, love that. The, and the the biggest thing that I had to start uh, doing, even at, even though I was teaching you know productivity and time management and you know all of this, the one thing that I struggled with well there were actually two things. one thing that I struggled with being a, a people pleaser was saying no. When I started saying no, and and there was one book, and you probably um, um, have heard of it too. Uh, it's called Boundaries by. Um, now I can't think of his name. What? Hey, what's uh, I'm not. I'm not I can't with think. It, if anyone is listening to this podcast, <laughs> you look up boundaries. Boundaries. It's a it's a popular you know book. But anyway, setting those boundaries you know, and establishing good, healthy boundaries, like what you're talking about. I mean, it's so, so important because um, sometimes, and, and even the way I grew up, thinking about yourself was selfish. called being selfish. Right, right. And so, um, you know, as a caregiver, and I probably mentioned that, I don't know if I did on your podcast, uh, but as a caregiver, that was one of the things that I struggled with because I was a caregiver at an early age, like in junior high. Mm. And so I had to learn how to be fully present for those, you know, critical times when, You know, I need to do something, you know, for, for my parents or something. And so anyway, but as I got older, I still had to learn how not to be a people pleaser. Right. And so, but once I did, um, it freed me up. I mean, it absolutely freed me up because you can say no pleasantly like you like you were saying you know and and i had to learn how to do it without feeling that shame or that guilt you know right and right. bringing that into it so now you know it's just like you it's like okay you know no i i that's i i can't do that or you know whatever it is sometimes it's even sometimes if someone you know may ask me may ask me to do something and I may have an appointment. This may be an appointment just for myself, just for me to have some quiet time. Right. That's important to me. Yes. You know, so, um, minimize the importance of ourselves because we're people too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so scheduling that time in and making sure that that's, you know, a part of your, um, you know, your, your to-do list or whatever, even if for me, it's not even on my to-do list, it's just a matter of, I know that's, I know that I'm going to have to do that, you yeah. know, so I don't even have to, some things, you don't even have to put on your list sometimes. Right? right. Right. And so, because it's so much a part of your, your rhythm and how you, you know, what, what, what makes you, what allows you to be fully present, in, right. at each time, you know, in your life, fully present for your husband, fully present for your job, fully present for your business, fully present for your podcast, whatever that is, you know? Right. And so, uh, so I love that you are, uh, you are saying that. And so you went through, or you, you can't, you were in my group, I've since closed the group, but mm-hmm. it's actually more of a pop-up group, the decluttering uh, group, but because I don't do it monthly anymore. Um, I'm doing it like quarterly. And so what are some of the things that if you remember, uh, what are some of the things that you got from coming through the decluttering challenge?
1: Well, like like you said, just for me, just stopping long enough to realize that, okay, I'm in the space, something needs to be done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Acknowledgement. is a huge thing just being able to acknowledge that okay i i can't function in this space so i can't be as productive Mm -hmm. as i want to be that was a big takeaway for me Mm -hmm. i was like yeah i've got things all over the place and i did notice that as i decluttered and got things organized it also helped me psychologically yeah because the clutter was not just the physical clutter it was the mental clutter too. Yeah. I I was like I can't, you know. There's so much that happens psychologically when you can't find anything. Yeah, you know. If, mm-hmm. if I go and I know, you know, because you know, people say we well, you now have organized chaos. I know that things are in this particular. I know it was in this area, or you go. I know it was right here. Then you start rifling through those things. And you're trying mm-hmm. to find it, and you're getting frustrated because you can't find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like ah, oh, you know, and so yeah. now. I'm having all kinds of, of mental breakdowns, yeah, and I can't focus, or I'm frustrated, and yeah. now I'm running behind because I can't find something because yeah. I have not taken the time to organize right. my space mm-hmm. or my thoughts. You know, there have been times where I've, you know, typically what I do when I'm when I'm getting dressed or you know in the morning, I usually set out my clothes the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay, because. You know, when things were cluttered, I would say, I know I've got this blue sweater.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I'm sitting there dumpster diving in the morning trying to find <laughs> this blue sweater. You say and dumpster I diving. It. I did. That's in here somewhere. <laughs> but I can't find it. Yeah. But I know it's in here somewhere because I, I didn't have the time to organize it. And, and instead of me going, you know, doing my clothes the night before, like I typically do every now and then. Yeah. life life. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I went to bed. I, I opted to go to bed and get that extra hour of sleep and then to sit there and try to, you know, wipe those right. clothes. But now here it is. It's the morning of. I'm scrambling to try to find it. Now I'm running behind on my time. Now I've got yes. to be rushing to get out the door on a time, you know, in a timely manner.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: just throws everything off. But it throws your creativity off as well. Yes, yeah. That's the thing. When you were yeah. talking about that, you're like, you need to organize because... Once you organize, you're amazed how when that space is open and you're not thinking about, you know, oh, my goodness, I, I need to get this in order. I need to get mm, things going. Right. When everything is already clear. Now you can let those creative juices flow because now you're looking around and all you're seeing is the beautiful trees outside. Yeah. You're not seeing the mess that's in front of you. Yeah. That's going to take away from your thoughts or your yeah. creativity. And mm-hmm. that was a huge takeaway for me. I was like, yeah, I need to declutter because when I declutter, I think clear because yeah. I'm decluttering my mind too. Yeah. yeah. We just think about the physical. We yeah. Think about the Absolutely. And that was such a huge part yeah. of, of decluttering. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And, and one thing I want to say, even when you were talking, when we were talking about those checklists and things that we make. We also have to be careful that we don't become robotic. In that too because that's what was happening to me too when you're wow. when you, when you're when you're just existing and not living yeah just because you're checking things off just to say that oh i checked that off on my list mm-hmm. did you take time yes you had to get to work did you did you just automatically get to work and even remember how you got there right or did you just stop and say wow you know i noticed the seasons are changing i noticed that the leaves were changing today yeah. did you even notice yeah because sometimes we are just existing just tick, mm-hmm. tick, tick, tick check, you know, I've washed my teeth, check, I ate breakfast, check, 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 check. Right. Check. Never stop to just say, but did you enjoy that breakfast? Yeah. What you ate, but do you remember what you ate? Right. Was it good? Yeah. You know? <laughs> did, you, did you need to put a little sugar in it? Did you need to put a little salt on you. Did you need to put something in there? Yeah. The, I, you know, everything then becomes just a matter of checking off that list. But what's even more important is, did we enjoy it? Do we remember even doing it? Yeah did we did we did we glean something from that experience
0: absolutely and absolutely. that's why it's
1: so much more than just the physical it is the psychological yeah it is the connection that we make as well yeah so so much of that is is critical to to all of that time management to all of that yeah. thinking and and figuring it out, but making sure that we're putting ourselves in there too, yeah. and that we're unapologetic. I sleep real well. I tell my friends that all the time. I sleep real good. Yeah, so I know a thousand times, and I'm gonna sleep real good that night. Right. <laughs> I've made peace with myself. Yeah. I've yeah. made peace, and, and and I know that I've done what I did. You know, I, when I talk to my husband every day before I leave, I say, "Honey, have a productive day." Yeah, I love have a productive day. Yeah, you know, and that yeah. product that that productivity looks different every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the whole
1: idea of gratefulness.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just grateful that I was able to get up. And even if it was one thing that I got done, I'm not so tethered to that checklist that if there's something that I didn't have an opportunity to do, I don't feel as though I failed. Right.
0: Right. I I love, oh my goodness. I I, I love everything (laughs) that you are I mean, because, um, you know, as you're talking about the, you know, the physical uh, and how all of that impacts your creativity and because clutter, it it drains, it's draining. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and, you know, the thing, of course, is that I what I tell people is that when you have the clutter in your life, it's a representation of something else.
1: That's so right.
0: when you, what you see is not what's going on, it's, it's usually something that's going on internally, you know, right. mentally or, uh, you know, emotionally, uh, because it affects those areas of your life financially when that's- things are, you know, out of control financially, like you, you, it, it's, it's not what you spending. It's more, it's more something that's going on in here. Right. Right. You know and so it, it's it's like a it's a cycle yes and so um and i love what you were saying about you know the checklist you know checking out this but not really being fully present of what you just checked off
1: right right <laughs> right you know and some so, things are memory resistance and some things are just no you really need no you really don't remember what you ate or you really don't <laughs> right. remember what you did right how you got here yeah. you're looking around like, wow, yeah because yeah. we just we go into autopilot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. This used to be this saying. Well, it was. It's. It was more like <clears throat> people would always respond. You know, hey, you know, how's it going? You know, what are you up to? Oh, just busy, busy, busy. Like it was a badge of honor. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't want any. That is not my response <laughs> because busy, busy, busy is not what I want to be.
1: Right, right. You know, so you want to talk about some of the good things. You want to talk about some things that are going on that are positive. But just like we, you know, we're we're robotic about a lot of things that we do. Yeah. You know, how are you doing? I'm fine. And you could be feeling horrible. You know, one thing I've learned to say when somebody says, How are you doing? And I'm not really having the best day. I may say, You know what? I'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. And And that gives me hope in knowing that, yes, things are going to change. You're not going to stay this way. Right. You know, and and, yeah. and and that also you know leaves the door open. When I say that to my husband, he's like, Well, sweetheart, just tell me what I can do to help mm. to make your day better. Mm. And I'm like, you know, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But all of these things are things that ha- has it's taken time to yeah. establish. Yeah. These are not the things that may that have magically happened. It has taken me and yeah. I'm sure it's a time to get to this space. Absolutely. You know. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that once you're there, you're not going to have setbacks because right. they come. Yeah. Like I said, I've had pivots that have come. And, and that's where it's important that we're creating toolboxes. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I'm always talking about toolboxes and, and and how are we prepared for the things that can and will happen. Yeah. And they happen repeatedly. We mm-hmm. may get over the hump. Okay. Yeah. All right. It rains. So, yes, we had the umbrella. There's going to be days when it's going to rain and we didn't expect that rain and we checked the forecast and we didn't know or we left that umbrella at home. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get wet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what we exactly. learn next time, okay, make sure I put an umbrella in the car, make sure I have an umbrella at the job, make sure I have an umbrella in the house so in case <laughs> I get stuck. Right.
0: Get stuck. Absolutely. But, but, but,
1: we, but we learn. We should be learning or in a space where we're saying, okay, this happened. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. But if it happens the next time, how am I going to be prepared for that? Yeah. You know, we keep that spare tire in the car. We keep that gas tank in the car because it doesn't mean we're never going to run out of gas again. And we're never going to have a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Those things are just static. They become a part of of, of our existence. We know to have those things ready. We have a toolbox in the house because we know at some point we're going to need the screwdriver or that hammer or that wrench or that plunger. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those things mentally, you know. Yeah. When when things go wrong, do we have that mental you know toolbox ready? yeah, you yeah. know yeah. when things are scattered, like you said it's beyond you know it becomes a mindset thing mm-hmm. because to declutter, we have to be in that mindset or we have to be acknowledged that things are are cluttered right we need to make a change, and that's yeah. a mindset shift because absolutely. Shift your mind so that you can start moving those things and figuring out where those things need to go
0: absolutely absolutely and and I love that you said that because, as you know um, that is a part of my framework you know is the, the first part of the framework is not just to start decluttering it's to start thinking about what you want to declutter, thinking about why and how you got here in the first place you know is there because there's so many things that that that's impacting that you know it it could be that that's what you saw growing up yeah right it could be an experience that caused you to hold on to things because you had a lot of losses in your life yeah. it could be like we were talking you know early on you know different experiences That happened where you had to make a pivot, you know, at one point in your life, you know, maybe you were very organized and now you find yourself not being able to do that. So what there, there could have been a life event that caused this you know? And so there's so many things that you have to look at. So you always want to assess the situation before you start your decluttering process. And so as I, you know, you've heard, probably heard me say this, but one of the things that I, you know, I tell people is I, I'm a recovering pack rat, right? Yes. Because, <laughs> and that was because, you know, even though I was organized, I, I was very organized, I kept a lot of stuff. So I always have to examine, you know, why, you know, what was it that, you know, that that impacted my life? And I've had, you know, different experiences that's happened in my life and it's like, you know what? Why am I, okay, let me think about why am I holding on to this, you know, what, What you know, how is this gonna, well, that's, and that's one thing. The other thing you gotta think about, what is this costing me to hold on to this? Yes. <laughs> it yes. could be costing you financially. It could be costing you emotionally. Yes. It, be co- it could be costing you from a business standpoint, because yes. we were talking about clarity, right? Cla- if you don't have a lot of clarity, one of the ladies that went through the decluttering cha- uh, challenge launched her business. Well, there were several people that did they launched it, but this particular one launched her business and she is not even a year into her business and she's on her way to six figures because yes. she got clarity yes you know so yes. it costs it can cost you millions in your ideas yes. you know if you, yes. if you don't have if you don't allow the space to get clear and focused on what you're supposed to be doing yeah. Right. And yeah. so, you know, so I, I just love this conversation and you know, we can talk <laughs> about this, you know, forever. Uh, yes. So tell me tell me what, what's next for how now podcast, what's, what's you've, like you've written books, yes. you know, you're, you're <laughs> podcasting. I mean, what's next?
1: <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, like I said, I, well, what I've done is, you know, due to the weight loss and, um, you know, the things that I've accomplished there, I recently uh, was certified as a holistic nutritionist because I wanted to understand, you know, what I was eating and what effect it had on my body. Mm. And so it wasn't just enough for me to know, you know, for somebody to just give me a list and say, well, eat this and don't do that and and exercise this time. I needed to know what it did to my body internally when I ate and, 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 and how did this affect me? Physically. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, talking to people, people, are like, oh, Kim, how'd you lose the weight? And dah, yes. dah, dah, dah. They want to know. And yeah. you don't yeah. want to just give people a list of things, you know, well, you know, I did this and that because some people feel overwhelmed and yeah. they're just like, oh, I can't do all of that, which you did. Mm-hmm. No, I, you yeah. know, how do I stop people? How do I help to coach people? and being able to do that. So, so that that's kind of where I'm headed with, uh, you know, doing some of the health and wellness coaching and I'll have more guests on, um, my podcast, you know, talking about the health aspect and, and, you know, changing some things there. So I've got, I've got un, under the, un, under the umbrella of my redefining you, I've got my podcast and I've got the health and wellness coaching as well. So yeah, those are some is. things that I've got, you know, coming down the pipe there just to help people yeah. to, you know, figure out again, how to live in this now. And, and that now in, in my existence and what we're seeing now is people are really, Focusing on their wellness, I'm working on a um on a, a curriculum that talks about trimming the fat. How do mm-hmm. we trim, trim the fat physically, mentally, and emotionally? Just like we mm-hmm. feed our and we have a hunger for for food, do we have that same hunger for our daily bread, which is the mm-hmm. word? How mm-hmm. do we do we feed on that spiritually? Do we have a hunger for that, as the deer pants for for the water? Mm-hmm. Yes all of that oh my you soul know? Oh. how how are mm-hmm. we how are we feeding ourselves and what are some things that are fat that we need to trim yeah so the mindless things that we do that are time absorbers and time wasters yeah. you know how are we doing that and and what can we do to you know to create a healthy uh, balance in all of those areas so that's yeah. kind of where i am with that now <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I, I, I love it, and so you know, as fellow podcasters, we're just we're just gonna hang out on each other's show.
1: How about okay. that? <laughs> all the time. time' okay you know I'm always down for coming here that's what we do we talk that's what we do. and we, we just talk. allow people to listen in right that's it that's it it's like come on in the room but you that's know what right. these, this, right. these are wonderful platforms and it's and, and it's and we're changing the way we're doing it it's organic. We just come in. It's a conversation. I want people to feel like they're just coming in the the room and just sitting down in the living room and having a conversation with us. It's not about asking structured questions and things like that. It's about the flow. Yeah. Because when we become too, you know, tethered to, oh, well, I'm going to answer this question. Then we miss out on saying something that somebody may have needed to hear. Just because we were so confined to what it was that we were going to say and how we were going to say it. Yeah, you know, when it just flows, it comes naturally, and to yeah. take away from it. And and yeah. like you said, yeah, the door is always open. I always say my door is open, and I don't put my foot on the door and tell you that the door is open. <laughs> I take my foot off the door, and I, if I say the door is open, it's open. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness, I just love it. Well, listen, um, so you know, all of your contact information is going to be, will be in the show notes. And so, but is there a specific way you want people to reach you?
1: Well, they can go to my website. They can go to, uh, www.hownowpodcast.com if they're interested in the podcast, but if they want an overall for all things that doing it, they can go to you. So that's R E D E F I N D ing you.com. and that way they can uh, come on there they, there's a link for for the podcast there's a link for uh the uh ministry that i'm a part of where we go and help people in haiti and uh, that's the tone foundation so i've got uh, a couple of little coals in the fire and you can go there and and pretty much click on uh you know, any aspect of my business and get in contact with me. I look forward to that.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Kim. I so appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with me. And uh, we, you know, like I said, we could go on and on, but we're going to save that for another uh, conversation. I'll be back. uh, Yes, I, yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. That's somewhere. I think somewhere in there now.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I have really enjoyed this as, as always. And so for those that are listening to the podcast, uh, as I said, all of the information will be in, in the show notes and you can reach out to Kim um, How Now Podcast and Redefine You redefining you, yes. redefining you yes. and, um, and definitely reach out to her. Uh, if you're interested in getting organized in your business and in your life and launching your business, uh, then, uh, you can definitely reach out to me at the Organizedpreneur podcast or Organizedpreneur.com. And, uh, I will help you in that area. So let's start listening and subscribing to the podcast simply go to organizedpreneurpodcast.com and also check out the freebies available including a free training at theorganizedpreneur.com so you ready let's go